I read from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amidst all of the stress of getting ready for Christmas, has anybody reminded you today that you're the beloved of God? You are, beloved daughters, beloved sons. That may be one of the reasons why God sent Jesus to be in our midst, to remind us of our belovedness and the belovedness of all people and the belovedness of all of creation. That may be the most important thing I say today, but I'm still going to preach a little bit more. I grew up a Protestant in New Jersey. I grew up in the United Methodist Church in Wyckoff, New Jersey, and um, my Catholic friends growing up had a relationship with Mary that I didn't know about and I didn't understand as a Protestant kid. Um, Mary was really important to my Catholic friends. Some of you who grew up in the Catholic faith, you know how important and significant Mary is in this story of our salvation. So whenever the scriptures are read, and I'm very glad that Anna read them today, we hear about Mary, and every year we have an opportunity to learn something new about who she was and who she can be for our spiritual pilgrimage of trust. She is the model of faithfulness, the model of trust even in the midst of news that must have turned her world upside down. And we see in this brief passage from Luke how she is moved from how can this be to let it be with me according to your word. Do you see that shift from how can this be My world is turned upside down. The life I planned or imagined is never going to happen. What are people going to say? 
to as she has this conversation with God, as she says yes to God, she ends up in this place of trust that says, let it be with me according to your word. She starts the conversation with OMG exclamation point, And she ends the conversation with a OMG period. Do you hear the different inflections? Do you see the journey that she made? That's our journey too. We are invited into a trust that no matter what the news is, God has a hope for us. God wants to do something within us. God wants to do something for us. God wants to do something through us for the benefit of the world, for the benefit of others. In fact, we can even be so bold as to say God wants to be born in each of us again and again and again. One of the great mystics of the Christian church was named Meister Eckhart. And he lived between the 12th and 13th centuries. And with all of the mystics, they went deep into prayer, deep into silence, deep into seeking who this mystery of God is and what's a word that God has, not just for them as people, but for the community. Meister Eckhart heard this word that may be helpful for us in this pilgrimage of trust that we walk together. Meister Eckhart said this, We are all meant to be mothers of God, for God is always needing to be born. We are all meant to be mothers of God. For God is always needing to be born. The invitation isn't just for Mary 2,000 years ago. The invitation is for us. God wants to give birth to something in and through our lives. But only if we say yes, and we have the ability to say no, but as with Mary saying yes, she moved from a place of anxiety to a place of trust. She moved from a place of not knowing how can this be to a place of let it be according to your word, O oh God. So with that invitation from God to each of us, of every age, of every gender, listen to this reflection from Reverend Steve Garnis Holmes, who is a United Methodist pastor in the New England Conference, he writes, Already the word is spoken deep in your soul. Already the light dawns within you, light of heaven, vast and outflowing, the loving one loving in you, God growing in you, holy, earthly, miraculously plain, let it be. It is yours 
but not you. It is within you, but from beyond. This light is not yours to deny. This blossoming is not yours to resist. Let the Spirit come upon you. The power of the Most High overshadow you. Be still and let it be. You don't have to understand. Just say yes. This song that we have sung may be a helpful companion to us today and tonight. That God is longing to be born in us and we are invited to Make a manger ready in our hearts. If in your heart you make a manger for his birth, then God will once again be a child on earth. If in your heart you make a manger for his birth, then God will once again become a child on